there. Ugh. God. Ah, Jesus. Okay. I see. This is gonna be. This is gonna be difficult. This is gonna be really difficult because there's a couple. There's a couple of bad things that's happened here. Okay. There's a couple of. There's a couple of tragedies that has happened to me. Uh, within the last couple of, uh, God only knows, 20, uh, I don't even know what to, what to say right now, but here's, here's the deal. So, last time I was down here, I did, oh man, <clears throat> last time I was down here, I did a beer review, not even a beer review, I did a little, little special, little doodly-doo of the Bourbon County delicious barrel aged blah blah blah. It was successful, I did a nice little, um, thing. People enjoyed it. I got a good, some good feedback. And then what happened? As I was wrapping up the show, like I said, I redid the whole area down here, everything nice. What do I do? I'm trying to get out of here, and I knock over the glass that had probably the worst beer you can possibly spill on your electrical equipment right down here. So what did I do here? I Now, I got fucking ignited last time I was down here. I had a six pack of this delicious again I forgot to find the name of it um, hazy New England or north northeastern now they're trying to like talk about maybe the name of it is different I'm gonna continue to call them New England IPAs had this New England IPA earlier that day I got so lit it was just in- incredible and then I got the mustard to do the the bourbon county thing. When you spill something of that magnitude and you're pretty much hammered drunk and you got work the next day, you're you're going to do everything you can to just wrap things up. I cleaned the best I possibly could. The keyboard that I had down here was completely ruined, even though I, I had my best efforts to save it, did not happen, and some of it got into the mixer. This was the worst beer you could possibly spill on pretty much anything. So inside of the mixer is gunk that I can't get out. It is molasses. It's like Vegemite, like that consistency. Inside of the mixer, I've completely ruined one of the channels. Um, I fucked up two other channels. I barely have this one functioning. And it's really, really tragic for me because this was this fucking mixer is a lot of money. I'm going to look up the price real quick. Because uh, it's it's like literally tragic. We have a Behringer uh, X1222. For those of you who want to have our stuff. It's a $250 mixer. Okay. Which is not cheap for me. Or, you know, majority of people that I fucking know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I could... Maybe I could try to pop this panel off. And t- no, there's too many screws. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll try to... Maybe I could bring it to somebody and maybe they could have a look at it. I could see where the multi-gunky goodness <coughs> is still inside of the mixer. I just can't get in there. I did a thorough job of cleaning on the outside. But like when I move the... When I move some of these channels up and down, there's severe interference and the sound cuts in and out hopefully maybe over time 
it'll dry up and like be able to be fine. But anyway, I'm not here to talk about my woes. I'm here to talk about the woes of everyone out there right now. If you're receiving this broadcast, it's probably Monday morning. You're probably waking up right now. You're probably awake and you're probably on your commute and you're wondering, what the hell happened last night? Was there a Super Bowl? Because it honest to God didn't feel like one. Tonight's result was expected for a lot of people. Tonight's result, you know, people were pretty much unanimously expecting the Patriots to win tonight. They did do that. Spoiler alert, everybody. If you didn't uh, see it on DVR already, the Patriots did indeed win the Super Bowl in the probably the most lackluster Super Bowl I have seen in my lifetime. Also, the most lackluster Super Bowl, I think, on record. Um, I got a notification <coughs> on my phone saying that this was the lowest combined score in Super Bowl history of 16 points. I don't even know what the final score was. I was over at Buddy's house. My wife's she's she's extremely pregnant, and um, she didn't really want to go out anywhere or any parties or anything like that. She wanted to stay close to home, and Anthony and Kristen cordially invited us into their home. She's equally... Actually, she's more pregnant than my wife. And they were very gracious hosts, and we had a wonderful time with uh, their daughter and their mother and uh, um, and Anthony's mother. It was it was fun. It was really, really nice. It was small, and it was just, like, perfect because I, I, I don't know. I didn't want to be around a huge crowd, and I didn't think Ari wanted to be either. So it was just really, really nice to have something small. <coughs> anyway, so, you know, Super Bowl is like an American holiday that, like, everybody can enjoy. Uh, You you go there for the food, you go there for the drinks, you go there for the company, you go there for the Super Bowl boxes, the intense competition, and hopefully you have a good game, and hopefully you have good commercials, and hopefully you have a good national anthem and halftime show. Um, We had a decent national anthem with Gladys Knight. We had a shitty, shitty Super Bowl where nothing exciting happened whatsoever, and the commercials were as underwhelming as I can honestly remember. There, there, was the one, there was one commercial where the NFL, celebrating its 100th year, I believe, um, had like old legends and old greats in a room throwing footballs around with some of the best of today. That was really cool. That was really interesting to see. Other than that, nothing wowed me whatsoever. And it was so... Bad, like I just didn't want to pay attention to it. Maroon Five went up there, and and Big Boy, um, t- uh, and some other uh, artist. I'm not really good in entertainment. I have no idea who's who these days. They put on a a um, a TV dinner experience, you know, performance. Hell, I even loved Beyonce's formation, and when Lady Gaga dove off at the top of one of those. I don't know what was that. Was that MetLife? I'm not sure. I was hoping that the second half of this Super Bowl was going to turn everything around. Like, it was going to get really, really exciting and really, really cool. That never happened. Kristen did win in a Super Bowl uh, box, which was really, really exciting to see this extremely pregnant woman screaming bloody murder at the television. I mean, I think at one point she, she started screaming, get him, punch him. And then she stopped herself because they did tackle the player. But she said, the next thing I was going to say was kill him. And uh, you could just see <clears throat> the mighty blood rage that was in the eyes of this woman. And it was exciting. And I and I called the MVP. I said that Julian Edelman was going to win the MVP. I said that to Anthony very early on in the night. 
Um, well, as as things were progressing, because he was the only player that was really relevant on the field. He was saying Gronk should have gotten it, but no, that was uh, Edelman all the way. But wow, what a stinker! What a stinker! And you know what's so funny is I kind of got. I think I got a beer to go along with. I'm going to be as careful as possible when it comes to the beer tonight because I I cannot have a repeat of what happened. I really am so distraught over this. The, the one thing I took pride in when it came to this show and being down here and how I presented everything was we came correct with our equipment. We came correct with how we try to present this. And if this thing is really ruined, I'm going to be extremely devastated. Maybe I could get a Q-tip of some sort and try to get that gunk out of there. It's on it's on like the board, but it's not. It's on like the metal that's on the front of it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like I said, maybe there's a guy that could take care of it. But either way, Super Bowl tonight was not super whatsoever. It was a bowl. Uh, before I left, I got to see a little bit of the kitten bowl, which Hallmark had on. I guess it's the competition to the puppy bowl, which was really, really interesting. But uh, with that little bit of a rant, a little bit of a, you know, I'm not angry. It just—it was just. I wished that. I wish Jared Goff had showed up. It's a shame that Todd Gurley. I guess he was playing hurt. I guess he was playing hurt because uh, we really didn't. We really didn't see him. I think hit the field at all. I'm going to try to get the statistics up in a second, and then we could talk about it. But before we do that, I'm going to do uh, the beer that we're having today. Uh, so out at Beverage Island, they had. Okay, beer music. The channels here, so I got to be. I gotta be very careful with uh, with how I go about this. That one's broken. I gotta mark that broken later. But anyway, um, I went out to Beverage Island. Beverage Island had put on their Facebook and their social media blast uh, that they have. Oh, so this is episode 127, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, episode 127, Grim Shadow Work. They had four delivered to them at Beverage Island. I got one of the two that were left. And uh, Grim Shadow Work is a blended mixed culture dark sour ale on their website it says shadow work is our new blended mixed culture dark sour blued in the flemish red slash brown style we blended barrel aged sour with young brown ale in the traditional manner and the result is a perfectly perfectly balanced delicately tart beer with flavors of caramel oak dried dates and a touch of sweetness uh this beer <clears throat> this is a great beer to cellar as it will develop new complexity and character over time. It's coming in at 7% ABV, and this is a brand new, brand new beer because you can't really find it on the internet whatsoever. I was trying to look all over, and uh, Beer Advocate has a single review. So I am the second person on earth to have this beer and to review it, but mine is in a podcast format. So, let me see here. That smells... Ooh. That smells extremely... I'm smelling it out of the bottle here. It's, it, there's definitely sediment at the bottom. Let me pour it out. There's sediment at the bottom, and I don't want to get that... Oh, I think I can't avoid it. It's quite opaque in color. I don't want to get the sediment in here. So I'm going to leave a little bit at the bottom. Ooh shitty old laptop. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. To leave that at the 
at the bottom. Ooh, some weird smells here. They're getting to smells in a little bit. So we got a um, a reddish brown. That's exactly what they called it. Uh, not much head at all. No head. Zero head. It's it's. There's not even one developing here. It's got a coriander smell to it. A very crisp, clean smell to it, which is interesting. Very bright, bright aroma. Um, you could smell the sour. And there's a Belgian characteristic here. Is Flemish a Belgian? Where's Fleming? How do you... I don't even know. I like how I have in here, in the introduction, that Froggy has returned. That was last week. Okay, so... A very interesting... So I picked a sour beer, because I've been doing a lot of IPAs lately. And I figured some people would be uh, might be sour tonight. Um, not that... I mean, no one, I, don't, I don't know if you're a Rams fan or a Patriots fan. If you're one of those... One of you is really happy, and one of you is feeling sour, feeling sour right now. If you miss the Super Bowl pool, I mean, uh, <coughs> excuse me, box or whatever, then you're feeling pretty sour right now. So, I figured I'd do something to accommodate those folks. <coughs> All right, let's give this a sip here, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Well, it's a sour, um, quite tart. Oh. This is gonna take. This is gonna take a second. Hold on. Very mellow, quite tart. Um, they said it's a touch of tart. It's not a delicately tart beer. It's it's pretty tart. Okay, so I think the the sweetness that I get in the very beginning is that caramel flavor. Um, fairly sour. Hold on. Mm. I'm going to need some time with this. It has that, that Belgian-y, coriander-y flavor. I think coriander always ends up in beers like this. Not Maybe, maybe not sours, but beers that have a Belgian uh, twist to it. Not getting much of the barrel situation. Like, I'm not getting oak whatsoever and the sweet fruits like the dried dates that they mention not really getting that whatsoever i'm getting a caramel maltiness and sour that's what i'm getting when i taste this beer let me give it another sip just to try to give a roundabout speech into this here it's very very dry on the back end. Not very complex, I'm saying. It's fairly short. There's a very overwhelming coriander flavor here and a Belgian yeast flavor here that's quite overpowering. There's a very mellow sweetness, but it's not it's not very pronounced. So um for me, uh this is a this is a a Five out of ten, because nothing standing out whatsoever, and I, I, it's okay. I mean, maybe I would have cellared it and see where we got what we got <coughs> if we did that. But it definitely could have done. I probably definitely could have done without. Um, it's just it's there's nothing really there's nothing really standing out whatsoever with this beer, other than these 
very strong upfront flavors of the coriander. If it is coriander, I don't. If that's not coriander, sorry, but I'm gonna call it coriander, and just put that as what I taste, and then a Belgian uh, yeast flavor, and then it's sour. That's it. Like middle of the road, nothing crazy. I really wish I had. I mean, I branched out to get a sour here. I got excited because it's like this crazy dark color and it has this really cool look to it, but quite underwhelming here. Try a baby sip. Yeah, quite underwhelming. A sour. Tastes like a... It tastes like a... What is that? What Omegang... Hold on. Let me look it up because it's going to drive me absolutely fucking nuts. Okay, I found it. Because it was going to drive me out of my mind. It tastes like um, Hennepin. Hen- oh, Hennepin, excuse me. The Saison from Omegang. Tastes like Hennepin that's a little sour. And that's it. That That's what I get here. I'm just going to give you my God's honest truth on this one. I'm not going to try to... Grim is great. They make great beers. Not saying anything against Grim. But I'm not going to sit here and... Just because they have great beers... Bullshit you and be like, wow, this is the greatest beer I've ever had in my life. Because it's definitely not. It's just not. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Super Bowl is over. Before we get to that, it was so cold last week for... And I don't want to get into the cold thing. I hate when people chit-chat about the fucking weather. They do it all the time. They, you know, the people out there. I hate the chit-chatting of the weather that you do on the elevator. Like, if one more person told me that it was cold, I just would have told them to shut up. You know? I've been like, oh, you don't say? You don't... Is it cold? Is it cold enough? It's like, shut up about it. We know. Is it cold enough for you? They couldn't deliver uh, beer out in the Midwest, which was, like, really intense to hear about. I mean, I'm just so happy that if anyone got to have any beers, good for you. So, Super Bowl was extremely underwhelming. Jared Goff did not show up. I don't know where he was, just he was not here for the game. Todd Gurley uh, did not show up, and he's saying after this game right now that he is just fine, which I'm pretty sure is bullshit. Um, Tom Brady, did he show up? Eh, not really. Did anyone show up? No, no one did, because this Super Bowl sucked. This Super Bowl sucked, and it was down to either Sony Michelle getting the MVP... Sonny Michelle, however you want to call the man. Sonny, Sonny, whoever he is. And Julian Edelman. They were the they were the guys that were going to get Super Bowl MVP because everyone else was doo-doo. Okay? But to, uh, actual doo-doo. If, if, it, if the Rams had somehow won, I think that Brandon Cooks should have gotten the MVP. <coughs> or the fucking punter. Because that guy was punting the shit out of the ball all week. I mean all week. All, all game. And it was just nonsensical. I mean, it was it was just a terrible, terrible game. And the funny thing about this, I'm looking at the um, the betting odds right here. The over under was fifty five point five. Okay, this is an overwhelming win for the under because they scored sixteen points, which is it, it's abysmal. This is this is it is an it was an embarrassing Super Bowl. And Jim Brown or James Brown, whoever the guy is in the booth, was like, here we had a, a uh, whatchamacallit here, <laughs> we had ourselves a, a defensive masterpiece. No, it was not a defensive masterpiece. Jared Goff was throwing wet noodles all over the place. 
Tom Brady was throwing very safe throws and kind of noodly balls too. Balls were being tipped in the air. Balls were hitting the turf. People were punting a lot. That's not defense. You didn't. See, there was one interception or two interceptions all game, right? Two interceptions. I think the entire game. Let's see. Two interceptions. No fumbles. And you're going to sit there and try to spoon feed me this kind of bullshit, saying that it was a defensive chess match of a, of a game. Get the hell out of here. The the actual the the best part of this Super Bowl was watching this woman try to interview Tom Brady and was just getting housed. Okay? If you could get... If you watched it live, which I did for some reason, I don't know. I mean, I was I enjoyed the company. But because if I didn't enjoy the company, as soon as the whistle blew, I was... Maybe I'd been gone in the fourth quarter if I didn't enjoy the company and having a nice time with my friends. Okay? Because that's how... That's how shit... Excuse me. That's how, that's how shit this game was. So... It's the end of the game. Tom Brady, <coughs> Tom Brady, who I guess now is arguably the, I mean the best of all time, the greatest of all time. The guy's got six championship rings. If you're, for a while, a lot of people were like, he's your best quarterback of all time. Got to have most championships. Blah blah blah. This guy's gone above and beyond. This is something that may never be matched or um, topped. I mean, really and truly, if Jared Goff was a first-round, first pick and was a complete ghost in the Super Bowl, is that him cracking under the pressure, or was that was that McVay uh, just not having a proper game plan? Maybe he was just completely outcoached. That was the narrative that I was excited for tonight. I was telling my friends leading up to it at work and, and, and around that I was looking forward to seeing the best coach in the NFL, maybe ever, in Bill Belichick, going against the young gun, the young guy who's got the offensive mind, the unique offensive mind, the new offensive mind, the new age of coaching in the NFL, someone not from the Parcells coaching tree that we always hear about, these these coaching trees, not from an Andy Reid coaching tree or anything like that, so, that's what I wanted to see. I want to see, can this guy stack up against the best, the best coach of all time? And he did not. I mean, maybe he did. The fact that it was such a low-scoring game, maybe that is a testament to it being that coach's chess match, so to speak. Maybe. Who knows? But I just don't think I don't think it was the a defense dominated game. I will say this: the referees kept their flags in their waistbands tonight. I did not I did not see a lot of pass interference calls. I didn't see a lot of that at all. I thought there would be. I thought that we would see a, a heck of a lot of calls in terms of interference because there was lots of contact going around. That's for sure. And you know what? If <laughs> everyone that I right that I'm that I speak to in in various group chats and private text messages and whatsoever, <coughs> I'm calling you all out because all of you said that this is the one of the most boringest things you've ever watched, and it's true. This was extremely boring to watch, terribly boring. 
And you're sitting there and you're just just ready to chit-chat with whoever's next to you. Terrible. Well, if you don't have those pass interference calls and teams getting desperate and stuff like that, getting later into the games, and you got the ball moving downfield, you're getting the score up higher and higher, breaking the will of defenses and blah, blah, blah. No, this is what the game's going to look like. When you don't get those calls, we don't have pass interference here, uh, you know, all over the place. This is what it would look like. So the people who, in the, in the, they're in the same camp of, I can't believe all they do is call roughing the passer. All they do is call the, oh, you can't touch a receiver anymore. You got received. There was a lot of contact from the receivers and from the defenders. And balls were hitting the turf. Balls were getting tipped. Balls were not getting caught. So you can't have it both ways, man. You can't have it where keep the flag in your pocket, right? And you can't, and you can't have okay, yeah, go ahead, keep calling the um, the pass interferences and stuff like that. It's just you can't, you can't have it both ways. So there's a lot of speculation right now that Todd Gurley may have actually been hurt, but this is the sixth Super Bowl that Tom Brady has won. I think it was the ninth Super Bowl he has appeared in. Um. It was just it wasn't it wasn't good. I didn't enjoy it. I will say this though, uh, I was I said I was going to come back around to the smells thing. So I'm in. So I got a new iPhone recently, and uh, very recently, yesterday, as a matter of fact. And I'm really really enjoying it. It's it's really fun. Um, the first picture I took was of the bath soap that's over there at Anthony and Kristen's house because I I, I don't know. <coughs> Do I have like smell of phobia? No, phobia is a fear, right? You're afraid of something, you have a fear of it. You know, like arachnophobia is a fear of spiders. The phobia means fear. Do I have a fetish is when you want to, like, touch yourself to it, right? Mm, What's the word that I'm looking for? I really like the smell of certain things. Does that sound weird? Does that make me a weird person? Smellophile? That sounds... I don't know. Uh, that sounds disgusting. Smellophile. It sounds like I'm addicted to... It sounds like I'm a criminal of smelling things. Like I did five years for sniffing uh, pine cones and mul- uh, maybe mulch. I was a cereal mulch sniffer at home. I like the smell of mulch sometimes. Maybe it depends on the type of mulch. Dark mulch has a different aroma than like orangey mulch. You know? But potpourri does uh, gets me going. Imagine I do five years for sniffing too much potpourri, and I got to tell my neighbors when I get out. That's a terrible joke. That's not even a joke, because I'm making a loose reference to pedophiles being a smellophile. Great. Now I've said pedophile twice now on my podcast. That's good. That's really good for my political uh, future if I wanted to do that. So the first picture I took with this um, with my new iPhone, it's an XR, by the way. Uh, t- making the jump from an iPhone 7 Plus, um, I, I I had to take a picture of their hand soap because I'm even smelling my hands right now. It smells so good. Oh, it's it smells really good. It's and it's really old timey looking. It's got like this. There's a man's picture on here, and he's like very. It's like black and white, and he looks very proud. J.R. Watkins foaming hand soap. Oh, and it's in oh this French Savon pour les mains mousson. And it's a ocean breeze. I took a picture of it. Like, I'm going to buy the same hand soap 
I am going to buy the same hand soap, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I like the smell. Anyway, smellophile over here, which is very bizarre. And, um, oh yeah, I had a great night. I hope that everybody, you know, at least had some sort of fun. There's a lot of people that lost a lot of money tonight. I, I know a personal friend that, let, like, because Greg Zerline, like, missed the, the kick, because he did miss a kick tonight, and so did Gus Kowski. That's what's really cool about the the drama of the Super Bowl, is um, <coughs> when, when there's, like, these... Um, someone misses a first down, someone misses a kick, there's a safety, you know, bizarre... Not, well, not that safety is a bizarre thing, but, like... There's so much riding on like every drive in terms of the score, and especially when there's no score and stuff like that. I just like that added um, feeling of uh, urgency in a football game, or, or I mean, it's unique to the Super Bowl. I think that added urgency of the Super Bowl boxes and stuff like that, which is really cool. But a friend of mine, uh, he lost four hundred dollars because well, I did say it was a lot of money. Four hundred dollars was not a small amount of money. He lost four hundred dollars because of Greg. Zerloin, Zerloin. Let me try this beer again. Yeah, it's just sour. I mean, if you're into sour beer, you'd like it. Ooh. So, I was put on um, that Thursday that I was that I decided not to do the podcast. I'm in the apartment, and my 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 wife is like in her nesting stage. I think they call it. Well, like she's like getting everything prepared for the baby in terms of like getting things laid out you know everything has to be put in the right place and like everything has to be perfect and like everything has to be prim and proper she tells me all right you got to go wash the baby's clothes so so the baby's coming in april and i'm i sat i sat there and i said harry wait, wait why why am i gonna wash clothes there's no baby here now for clothes washing she's like listen to me you have to wash these clothes okay you go downstairs, and you wash them right now. I said, it's like two degrees downstairs, and I canceled the podcast because it's too cold. And she just gave me a look, and I was like, fine. She's like, you're not doing anything right now. Please go watch. And then I just realized that it was just, she wanted to do it, but she just didn't have the strength to walk down two flights of steps, trekking. And I'm not going to make her do that anyway. So, of course, I'm the good husband that I am, the good guy that I am. I uh, I took over. I took the baby's clothes. I brought them downstairs. So there's a there's a for those of you that aren't parents or gonna be parents or aren't around babies, there is a um, they, like I said, I'm into smells. They babies use a well, they don't use it. The parents use it for on the beheft, beheft. That's not a word. It's the behest. I put behest and behalf be, be, and jammed it together on behalf of the babies. <coughs> the parents use a. We, the parents, be the future parent, we use a detergent called Dreft. It sounds god-awful. Dreft. Dreft. You know, it just doesn't sound... Dreft. It, it, it has a... It reminds me of the word Dreft. Anyway. Did I just say it reminds me of the word Dreft? I meant to say Dread. I, it's late, by the way. It's like it's like 11.45 right now, and I'm just trying to plug along and get this show out there. And I think I'm going to do one on Thursday as well, because I missed... This is the Thursday show that should have been Thursday, and then I'm going to do another one on Thursday. Three beers in, pumping out the content. Uh, so, Dreft smells fucking amazing. 
Okay? And everyone that I tell that to that is familiar with it, they're like, you're goddamn right, it fucking smells great. And I sit there and I'm like, why don't I wash my stuff in draft? It smells like it, it smells like heaven. You just want to roll around in it and I wanted to lick it. The, not the lick the 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 I was gonna, like lick the the liquid because it it, ta- it it smells like it would taste delicious, but I refrained because I know it's gonna just taste like soap and be a terrible experience. So I did not eat any draft, but it smells absolutely fantastic. Okay, um, I don't know if I have anything else to. Oh, you know what? I got an email. Hold on. Oh, damn it. Oh, I gotta go on the computer here. New iPhone. New iPhone means that everything you've ever owned is not gonna be on it. I was at the T-Mobile. <coughs> I got T-Mobile. That's my service. I know. It sounds... Every, everybody you tell I got T-Mobile to, they're like, oh, yeah, you're broke, huh? I said, ain't Boost Mobile, man. It's T-Mobile. All right? Get off my back. They got some great plans, okay? And you're usually on Wi-Fi no matter what. So get off my back about it. So anyway, um, I got an email. I, I did see the uh, notification on my old phone. So I kept my old phone. I got the new phone. It keeps coming up as spam, but... This person says, Diane says, I've, she emailed this on Wednesday, I've been looking for a beer, preferably packaged in parentheses, that's low malt but high hops. My boyfriend keeps saying IPAs that we try are too malty when they are what I would describe as balanced. So I'm trying to find something that he would be happier with. Do I just go harder on the hops and avoid the hazies? Thanks. So, Diane, I really think it's pretty cool that you and your boyfriend are both into craft beer and trying different beers and seeing what's up. So you want something that's a pretty high on the bitter side, right? Is that what you're... Is it? High hops. So high hops, especially now, doesn't necessarily equate to bitterness. Because what we've learned and what we've seen lately... With the uh, north northeastern style IPAs or the or any of these double IPAs, they don't even have to. They don't even have the moniker of. They don't even have to have the moniker of of NEIPA, NEPA, NEIPA, or New England IPA. The NEIPA, um, it doesn't have to have that. If just have to, some of them say double IPA, and they're going to come out really really hazy, and you, you know and. You're thinking, oh wow, a double IPA, it's going to be extremely, extremely uh, bitter and, and, and delicious at the same time. And then you get jammed up not having a very bitter beer. So let me just, uh, real quick, because I can't really think of the top of my head, but let me go through maybe the shows that we've done in the past, and I'll see what maybe stands out in terms of an IPA that we may have had for a while. For a while there, uh, t- uh, Robert wasn't putting... Um, he wasn't putting the beers on the, um, in the titles. So it was like, what do we even drink? We don't know. And you know what? We never had a lot of IPAs with him. So, um, I usually tell people if they want to have a good, bitter, dry IPA, just go with Stone's IPAs. Um, you know, the Stone IPA, it's like the green label. It's the classic IPA. I think that's a fantastic one, and and another one that I tell people to, to try to gravitate to is the uh, and I don't know people always talk about Sierra Nevada like it's craft, but I don't know if it is or not. Neither here nor there. 
Sierra Nevada makes a double torpedo IPA, which is which is pretty darn bitter. Like that was the first I think double IPA I've ever had, and that was like a double IPA that wasn't hazy at all. It was crystal clear and quite quite bitter. Uh, then again, maybe now with how the palate has uh, aged, it might not be as uh, as bitter as uh, I'm used to, or that I'm not. Oh, you know what? Let me put my other earphone in to make sure I I have full stereo. Because like I said. If it sounds a little wonky, I really am sorry because I did spill beer all over the mixer. It was bound to happen with me at the helm. Of course, it's going to happen. Um, yeah, Double Torpedo, I think it's called, uh, by Sierra Nevada. Um, these The uh, Super Bitter IPAs are not in right now, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be difficult to to try to find one. I thought it was going to be there with the Brood IPA, especially by Stone, but... Stone IPA, their regular just IPA was much more bitter and and drier than their than their uh, brute IPA. And also, I saw today at uh, Beverage uh, was it today I went to Beverage Island? Yeah, today at Beverage Island, uh, Sierra Nevada came out with a brute IPA, and it said it was extra dry. But because of what happened to me with Stone, I was hesitant to to even touch the brute IPA from uh, Sierra Nevada. But it may be delicious. So those are my uh, suggestions to you, Diane. Maybe let me know if um, it works out. Uh, I hope, really hope it does, and just keep drinking beer. You know, just keep having them, and you'll you'll find you'll find what you're looking for. I, I think I got another one here too. Yeah, here we go. One more. Looks safe. Stop. This is from Grendel. Grendel, uh, and this person says <coughs> it's another IPA question. This is great. Uh, I'm super new to IPAs, and I'm already having a love slash hate relationship. The only one that I have bought so far is a Good People IPA made in my home state in Alabama. I love the way it tastes as I drink it. But 10 seconds after the sip, I question my life. Is the bitterness worth it or am I not drinking it right? It says to drink from a glass at 48 to 50 degrees. I've always been under the notion ice cold straight from the can. Should I just let it warm up a little and pour in a pint glass. Any other tips or suggestions for a noob? Okay, Grendel. Interesting name. Um, first of all, congratulations on taking the dive into craft beer. You, sir, you, you know, you're in for a good treat here. Um, don't drink the beer from the can. Don't ever do that. Okay, let me not... Uh, oh, Grendel. Can I call you Gren? Wait, wait, what kind of a what kind of a nickname is Gren? What kind of a name is Grendel? Isn't that from a book or something? Ooh, got to really like sours for this one. But anyway, all right, Grendel. Um, I'm not gonna try to I'm not gonna try to sound condescending at all here by screaming at you to not drink beer out of a can. But sir, welcome to the beer community. Welcome to craft beer. Do not drink the beers out of the can. Pour them out. One of the reasons why, and I discovered this uh, surfing on Facebook, uh, I hate this, sorry, I I thought I was going to sneeze and then it didn't come, and I'm not going to edit that, this is a one man show ladies and gentlemen, the reason why you don't want to drink the beers out of the can is because the cans and bottles have uh, a lot of carbonation in them because it has to travel over usually a long distance. If the or or it has to travel, so when when a fluid is traveling, it's going to get shaken up quite a bit, 
And also, the carbonation happens in the sometimes in the can. A lot of craft beer, it's happening in the can or in the bottle. Okay, with the priming phase. So you're going to get a little more carbonation than what you probably want anyway. So what you want to do is you want to pour that beer out with quite a bit of vim and vigor into a glass. <coughs> That's going to generate some head, and it's going to take some of that carbonation out of the beer in order for you to enjoy it more and have a lot less burpees. Granted, you will burp, but you're not going to feel extremely full, and you're not going to feel really lousy in the belly area when um, you have your beer because... Um, you're going to take some of that carbonation out when you when you pour with uh, with vigor into the glass. Uh, temperature, 48 to 50. I mean, really, I, I, I like cold beer. I don't like beer that warms up, especially an IPA. Uh, I like maybe some stouts that might warm up a little bit, but that's about it. Forget about warming it up, and you're, you can't drink a beer wrong other than drinking it out of the can. So 10 seconds after the sip, I question my life. That means that there is a there is a creep of bitterness that is coming in at you at 100 miles an hour, and you might not be ready for that type of flavor, sir. So I think what might be best for you is to go, as, go out there and find yourself. It's coming back to it again, ladies and gentlemen. Go out there and find yourself a New England IPA or a or Northeastern IPA. They should be down there in Alabama by now. Even if you get Sam Adams New England IPA, which is not, it, I, from what I remember, not I had it like about eight months ago. It's nothing like these juice bombs that are coming out of these breweries right now, where you're looking at a beer that looks like a mimosa practically, and it's going to have those really, really lovely, lovely hoppy flavors and aromas, but it's not going to have that intense bitterness. This is crazy because this is the polar opposite email. Uh, than what Diane had just sent us when it comes to the the different preferences when it comes to the, the bitterness of uh, IPAs and double IPAs and New England IPAs and the like. So <clears throat> that's my recommendation to you, Grendel, is that being that you're new to the IPAs, you have a love-hate, you don't like that intense bitterness. Uh, Southern Tier has a good old man IPA, I think it's called, which is a pretty good IPA to get started with. Founders All Day IPA. Get yourself some Session IPAs. There's some lower alcohol uh, content in those. They're a little bit uh, less harsh. Uh, in terms of bitterness, I mean, um, maybe you can... Uh, Diane, go get yourself Good People IPA out of Alabama. It's so bitter that Grendel can't feel his face afterwards. And he's questioned his life, as a matter of fact, according to this. So, I think that's it for the emails. I believe a couple people like this on Facebook. Um, do I want to find that right now? It's getting, it's getting close to. It's like past midnight. And I'm, I'm getting a little tired, and I'm really sorry. I mean, I don't want to come on here and do a bad show. I'm gonna come on here and do a good. I actually think we lost a couple of likes. Is that possible? Can you can you lose likes? I don't want to invite friends. I don't want to even look at my friends. I want to see the likes. Can I see them? Dear Facebook, show me the... It won't show me anything. Uh, activity? This is another thing. They make this thing really, really difficult to navigate. I'm not going to lie. And I'm a fucking millennial, dude. Okay. Uh, Peter Sullivan, thank you for sharing uh, the, the post. Uh, Rod DeVito commented, Fireballs, thank you for commenting, sir. 
And any likes, any likes, any likes. And no, no one likes me anymore. That's okay. That's okay. I put out on uh, social media that people should not drink and drive and always drink local. You know, I think it's really, really important. You go to your local place, go to your local breweries, get to know those people. Get to know what they're brewing. They're going to tell you, okay? They're going to they're going to be cordial to you. They want your business, and and you want to enjoy something good. So I'm gonna. I actually I went down to Beverage Island, and uh, uh, next week I think maybe this Thursday. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to bring that out right now. I got a couple different kinds of beers lined up in the queue. Um, they're not IPAs. A couple of them, and one of them is one of them is a, a double IPA, which is like a New England IPA. Another one. Yeah, why not? DJ Khalid, that another one, right? Um, and I want to maybe bring it out because it's from Killsboro. That's the other Staten Island brewery here on our lovely, lovely rock. And I would like to maybe reach out to them and, and, and maybe have a conversation with them, talk to them a little bit about their philosophy when it comes to brewing, talk a little bit about what uh, what they're into and what their, their mission is. You know, the other brewer we have here on, on the island is Flagship. I've been there. We've done a show there. Got to meet uh, one of the brewmasters there. Fantastic people. Really good beer. Really good times. And I think that's it for the show. I think I did pretty good for a post-Super Bowl show. And uh, I really hope everyone out there won money. You know, and you know, I hope that I maybe got your commute to work a little bit easier. I hope to God that this mixer will survive. I hope Three Beers In will survive. I do have a backup mixer, but it's not as good. And maybe I could raise the money to get another one of these if it really, really dies on me. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of Three Beers In, episode 127. I'm going to call it a full episode. Tune in for episode 128 coming up this Thursday, hopefully, God willing. And uh, if not, I will update everybody make sure everyone knows that the, the show's going on or not going on. Thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the game. I hope you enjoy your week. <clears throat> Voice is breaking here. Dedication. Doing the show until your voice just shatters into a thousand pieces. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, I'm off tomorrow, and and I, I hope you are too. But either way, have a great time. Have a great week. Be well, everybody. <laughs>